0: this is Dragon Talk. On today's Dragon Talk, hear it from the horse's mouth as we speak to Blue Square's betting expert on what's going to happen in the conference and we get a lowdown on walking. Hi, I'm Mark Griffiths and I'm the Rexton Supports Association for Football Commentary and today in Dragon Talk, well in a bit we'll be hearing about walking and getting a further update on Jeff Louie because uh Guest from Woking was a highly entertaining guest last time, giving us lowdown on our big striker. And well, I suppose it would be reciprocating and giving a bit of info back. But first, let's hear about all the runners and riders in the conference. Now we're pretty much halfway through the season, I thought it'd be interesting to hear what uh, a bucky had to say about it and get the inside line on who's going to go up. So I spoke to Alan Olga who is the conference expert at Blue Square and also, well, it's the reason I, I thought I'd speak to him as well, he's a, a very wise counsel on the BBC London's non-league podcast and also on Satanta's TV coverage. He knows what he's talking about and so I thought I'd find out from him just what Waxham's prospects and promotion are. Is is it bad for for Bucky's when everything's so wide open or is it good? I mean, it's, it's in a crazy league, isn't
1: it? Well, it certainly is, and uh, I mean, you look at the prices at the start of the season, um, you've got Stevenage and Oxford right up there, and they're the team struggling in the division, so we certainly got that bit wrong, but uh, it's nice that it's open, but I think now there could be a little bit of a breakaway, and I think the the first three teams we're quoting in our betting to win the league could be the three teams that that, that occupy the, the top three places. Mm-hmm. So
0: the, you think it's, it's sort of coalescing a bit together, but of course... I can't, uh, Rexham will, would argue this. They're on the run now. Their prices come in a bit. Uh, what there are prospects? Do you think?
1: Well, yeah, certainly. I'd, I'd, I mean, Rexham are third in our betting, so I certainly was uh, referring to Wrexham oh, when, so, when, yeah. when I said that. Um, I, I think that putting a good run together um, under a new manager, uh, not many clubs can manage to do that, and uh, you've seen a lot of changes in the division. Of managers and, uh, and and those teams have still continued to struggle, whereas Wrexham, there seems to be a, a, you know a massive uh, amount of goodwill and 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 coverage, and they seem to take that and turn it into positive results. Uh, there was there was the cup shock, um, which is still a bit. You know, unexplainable. But they're now five to one third favourites for the division. And uh, you look at their price each week on the Blue Square website after each victory, and it's coming in. And it's getting a lot closer to the likes of Burton Albion and Torquay, who we make the first and second favourite. There's not much in it in those terms.
0: And it's hard for Wrexham as well Because a great run I mean, under Saunders And against conference teams Counting the Cups We've played 10 and won 9 And yet we can't seem to get up Into those playoff spots Because teams like Torquay and Burton And Histon until just lately Are on a great run as well It's, It's a hell of a competitive league Up at the top
1: yeah, it certainly is. You'd think, you know, any, any other in any other di- division, the, the kind of run that Wrexham have been on would, would certainly, you know, move you up a, a big amount of places. Uh, obviously, there's a couple of games in hand there. The only thing I would say at the moment, and it would be my only slight concern about, about Re- uh, Wrexham's results, is the fact that if you look at them um, in terms of the table... Um, they've played uh, six six games against sides in the top eight and haven't won any of those games. All of the victories have been against sides from ninth place downwards. Um, so I, I'd be a bit concerned going into that period where you've got March and uh, March and February, where you're playing against Kidderminster, Crawley, uh, Burton, and Histon, and uh, Torquay in January. I think that is going to be a real key period to say, well, OK, we can beat the smaller teams in the division, but can we get results against the top eight?
0: Yeah, that's, that's true as well. And, and Rex may be losing some of the lone players they've got around that, that time as well. So that could be a bit of a concern. Um, I was wondering as well, down the bottom of the table, which, OK, <laughs> it looked like we were going to look over our shoulders for a bit. But what, what sort of teams are you looking at down there?
1: Well, it could be any number of teams. Um, certainly Lewis and Northwich are, are, are cut adrift at the moment, and uh, we did predict, certainly, that Lewis would struggle. They lost a hell of a lot of players in the summer, um, as most clubs do when, when either they, uh, they, they, they come into the division, but that's usually teams getting relegated from League 2, losing a lot of, uh, of League 2 players, as, as, as Wrexham suffered and, and Mansfield did. It's unusual for a promotion team from the Blue Square South to come into the division and lose a lot of players. There were were different circumstances at Lewis, but we latched onto that straight away and made them favourites for relegation. And that is exactly what they're doing at the moment. 17 points from 23 games. Certainly we'll see them go down. If they lose a couple of games over Christmas, I can see that happening. Northwich, they've got their own struggles financially. Apart from that, if you look above them, uh, you've got 22 points, Forest Green in 22nd, but there's not much of a gap to Epsley in 12th. And... uh, With Mansfield's points deduction, and you've got teams of the likes of Oxford and York City in there, it doesn't matter if you're a big name in this division. Um, It's all to do with the management and the players that are brought in and that consistent consistent play each week, as you've seen with Histon and Burton.
0: I was just thinking when you said about Mansfield as well, I guess it must be a nightmare for you, the fact that there could be points deductions for a number of teams, and in theory there's a lot of talk about teams going administration, and that, that, that could blow things wide open for you, couldn't it really?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was the first year of our sponsorship last year, and obviously we we, we saw the end of the season affected by Altrincham staying up for events off the pitch, and, and Halifax eventually going out of the league, and that the, this level of football does have a, a history of at least one or two teams uh being affected by by certain events off the pitch and uh, that affecting the final table and it's just it's just one of those things you've got 24 teams effectively 24 small businesses in the UK and uh, at this time it is it is very difficult for teams to sort of sustain any budget or or plans that they had for the for the, the rest of the season and the sensible clubs will be the clubs towards the top, and and some of the clubs that have maybe overstretched in the past will, will will go towards the bottom. But I mean, I think that's the same in any any walk of life.
0: And I must finally say as well, it's you know, it's Blue Square's second year, as you said, involved in sponsoring the league, and it it seems to be in a very successful partnership. If you like, it's good to see yourselves putting you know support into non-league football like this, and it, and you seem to have got you know, a good reward for it. it. It must be enjoyable for you, because it looks like it's it's work, working very well.
1: Yeah, I think one of the best compliments that we've had is, is, is from uh, the, the two teams that made it into the league last year, Exeter and Aldershot, because whenever I speak to people connected with those clubs, they say that they actually missed the division. Mm. And obviously yeah. something positive happened and they went up. But, you know, you got Exeter riding high fifth, in League Two, and uh, all the shots still in, in in the top half in League Two. And whenever I speak to anyone from the club, they say they miss the division. So, uh, I think as I, I said to a number of uh, local papers in Wrexham and and also Mansfield at the at the start of the season, relegation is quite a negative thing. But you're coming into a league that is competitive. You get lots of good coverage. Mm. Um, you get a you know a very willing and sort of able sponsor. Uh, the satanta coverage that you know speaks for itself. Mm. And then you get two national newspapers devoted to you each week um, in the game. And uh, I, I think obviously, you know, no one wants to st- stick around in the division, but we hope that they enjoy their stay when they do.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah. that's how we found it as well. To be honest, yeah, I really enjoyed myself this season for the most <laughs> I have for a long, long time. But.
1: And I think I think the fans find that as well. Like, yeah. you know, you're speaking from a fan's point of view, but I, I think the fans find that the interaction between other fans and the fact you can walk around at a place like Eastbourne on, yeah, yeah. on the south coast and, and and you know walk between two ends, I think it's mm. you know it's, it's it's a different taste of football, especially these days.
0: A helpful and useful bloke, Alan Olger. He really knows his stuff. I was quite scared how much information he had straight away off the top of his head, just like that. And he sees this as one of the three sides to watch out for, so that can't be too bad. Buckies, of course, are rarely wrong. That's my theory anyway. Also, I managed to speak to John Moores, who I spoke to at the start of the season, about Jeff Louis. He's been following Woking for a number of years, reporting on them. And I wanted to see just how things are going for them as we approach our game on Sunday since we last spoke an awful lot's happened at, at Woking, and <laughs> and some uh, was not looked too too promising from the outside i mean you haven't had the best start of the season the, the kim grant episode didn't look too didn't look too clever for you
2: no i think um it was uh, perhaps a, a brave experiment that, that backfired i think it's fair to say um i think the idea or the thinking behind it was to see whether it was possible to, if you like, break the mould and bring somebody in who wasn't, so to speak, on the football treadmill Mm. um, in the hope that it could galvanise the club. Um, But for various reasons, if you like, the experiment um, failed. And um, I think the club realised pretty quickly that things weren't going really in the direction that they wanted them to go in and obviously pulled the plug on him pretty early on, and uh, we've been playing catch-up ever since.
0: Do you think it it was necessary? I mean, when Brian Little left us, it it was necessary, I'm afraid. Um, Well, uh,
2: I think people have got different opinions. Um, I think some people may take the view that it was too soon and that he was harshly dealt with. My own views were that I didn't think really he was going to get there. I think that... um, looking um looking at the players that he he brought in, I think that um they weren't really um what 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 was needed, and I think that there were possible problems too with you know his man management skills um and I think it was the right decision
0: well bearing that in mind maybe Gilchrist has done pretty well to to keep heads above water and keep it just outside yeah. the bottom phone I
2: think. Um, given that he hasn't got any experience at all in management, he's obviously learning on the job. Um, he's very much having to learn at the sharp end as we're struggling. Plus, of course, he's inherited players who possibly he wouldn't necessarily have chosen to, to have. Um, and, of course, um, with the credit crunch, <laughs> money is in very short supply. So his hands are really tied. Um, and I think the majority of the fans are behind him, and I think that um, they've got confidence in him, and they hope that we can somehow turn this around and obviously escape from the uh, the bottom four.
0: I, I, I mean, I know that um, statistics don't tell the whole story, but I was looking at the table... Mm. And it looked rather similar to our place last year because mm. you don't seem to have too many problems defensively. And those are the mm. burden of letting more than you. Mm. And, yes, I think it's only Gray's and Lewis have scored less. And mm. was it, you're
2: absolutely right. The problems are primarily up front. Uh, we just haven't scored anywhere near enough goals. Uh, and um, clearly, if you're not going to be scoring, you're not going to win matches. How we could do with a Jefferson Lewis?
0: <laughs> well, he's doing well, fair play to And I must warn you as well—he's doing very well against his old teams. Which... Well,
2: yes, he has a knack of doing that anyway. And I have to say, when I saw him, I think for Forest Green um, against us, he scored, and I think he's done it for other clubs too. But then again, he—you know—every other club really is a. Is a club that Jefferson has played for, yeah, that's so true. Uh, probably the law of the act applies to him more than any <laughs> any other player. I would think. In fact, thinking about it, he must be due a carriage clock from uh, <laughs> from from, uh, from Wrexham, given his long service.
0: He seems happy. It's uh, it's strange because hmm. uh, are, are you. Out of all the podcasts you've done so far, you were the the guest who has provoked the most positive reaction. Oh. What, what you said about Jeff Louis fascinated yeah. everybody, and about how he, he tends to last six months and mm-hmm. then it'll all go haywire. Yeah. Um, really struck home with a lot of people, and it's become a bit of a theme. Everybody's waiting for that to happen, and yeah. thus far, to be fair, it hasn't. So I think yeah. it's
2: well. I think you did a smart thing and changed managers part mm. way through the uh, <laughs> through the month. and I think that's probably helped and and probably given him an extended stay. But I think the thing about Jefferson, I think I probably said it last time, is he's, I think, a bloke who needs a constant arm around the shoulder, yeah. but at the same time you can't get too pally with him. And if you like, he also needs to know where the line is drawn. And I think somehow between um, Dino and Brian Little, um, you've actually got the best out of him.
0: He's done well. I mean, he yeah. divides Wrexham fans, which yeah. is perhaps surprising I, considering... Yeah,
2: No, I think he... He, there's no doubt that he always had the talent, I mm. think, but no point, no good having the talent if you haven't got it up top. And mm. I think there were question marks clearly about his um, thinking process at times. Uh, and for whatever reason, he he just seemed to fall out with people, whether that was managers or other players. There were rumours about his um, ill-discipline in the dressing room and mm. not being a good influence. But as I say. There's no doubt that if you could get him going in the right direction, yeah. he's definitely an asset. He's a strong boy, he's quick. He, he's got everything, I think, yeah. to play, certainly at this level, possibly above.
0: Yeah, he's, he's fascinating. He really is. He um, he ambles around the pitch sometimes, and even mm-hmm. on Saturday, the, the crowds yeah. were, were were tutting yeah. a bit sometimes. And then he scores from 25 yeah. yards. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I remember at Salisbury, we were commentating on the game, and he made the most amateurish wreck and as my co-commentator and I were really castigating him for a mistake that a Sunday league player would be ashamed of. He gets the ball on the halfway line, runs the whole length of the pitch and scores. And I was mean, quickly yeah. eating our words. He's, yeah, uh, he's,
2: he's that sort of player. Yeah. I, I wish we had him in our side rather than <laughs> yeah. obviously coming up against yeah. him.
0: He's, he's helped by his partner up front, Mark Williams, as well. Who is? Yeah. A, they're both equal now on goals. And yeah. it's interesting because uh, Little didn't pick him once. None. And uh, he's, a, he's such an enthusiast, and Saunders has latched onto him. Yeah. And he's, he's blossomed under him, and, and the two of them combined. well. Wow. and essentially, you see, Louis, until Williams came along, looks like a bit of an individualist. He played to his own tune, he did whatever he felt like, yep. he didn't link up with other players. Yeah. But Williams he, he are actually a, a combination, actually a partnership, and that's a, a real thrust from us, yeah. to be honest.
2: Yeah. Well, briefly, when he was paired with Justin Richards, who, of mm-hmm. course, is doing very well at Kidderminster at the moment, they looked. A, a, a big threat, the pair of them, obviously both big strong lads, quick, um, and there's no doubt that um, he he can be good in a partnership, I think, as well as playing on his own, provided of course you pair him off with the right player yeah. and he doesn't fall out with yeah.
0: them. Yeah, that's true, yeah. well, Williams is quite a platted sort of personality, so yeah. hopefully that'll work. I think it's interesting, there's a bit of carrot and stick going on. I think Little was more the arm-round-the-shoulder yeah. type, and I think that would have ended in tears eventually. I think he'd indulged him too much. Yep. Saunders is more demanding and was criticising him on Saturday, saying he yeah. should have scored a trick as well as Williams. Yes, I read about that. And, um, and maybe a key thing is that Saunders has brought in the archetypal Sergeant Major as his assistant in the old Everson fullback, Terry Daracos. Yeah, um, oh, Baldy. Yeah, yeah, who was, <laughs> um, oh, gosh. He, to, he played briefly for Exxon. We were his last club and he was injured and had to retire, and the moment he came back... I had people <laughs> forming a queue to tell me about times they had a kick around with him and he and he kicked them over the over yes. <laughs> off the pitch, yeah. And um at Kidderminster, um no, Stevens, I think it was. There was a point where Louis lost the ball sloppily, and you couldn't hear what was being said, but Daracott was straight up on the side of the pitch telling him, and mm. Louis was making a real sort of pantomime gesture of apology. He was obviously mm. petrified of Daracott. Well, no, that's I mean. probably not a bad thing, in a yeah, sense. No, you know, If he's got so many, you know... I think Saunders have got a soft spot for him, Yeah. but there's also that steal there, I think. Yeah. That'd just be the way to handle him. I yeah. But having said that, see if he's there at the end of the season. I, yeah. I was gonna This one little last thing I was going to mention to you as well. Of course... If if um, David Taylor had his way, uh, then then we wouldn't be playing. You, if you like no. it, this idea of regionalisation, do you think that's just something off the top of his head, or could...
2: uh, very likely? Knowing David Taylor, <laughs> um, I've got mixed views about it. Dare I say, it, I can re- even remember when um, what was the old? I think it was third and fourth divisions were regionalised. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
2: a long, long time ago, and then obviously um, it was the view was taken that it, it should be a national league. Um, and the same was true also of the what was the conference, the, or the old conference. Yeah. It used to be the Southern League and obviously the Northern League. Um, and in some respects, it makes sense, and in other respects, it doesn't. And I, I think one of the other chairmen made a very good point that um, if it is regionalised, then possibly um, that extra place yeah. that we currently have um, as a means of escaping, or call it what you like, into the Football League, possibly would be closed off but you've got to say from a financial perspective it would make a lot more sense um you've got clubs like barrow i think their nearest derby is about 100
0: yes, away. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: and i suppose the other thought i have about david taylor's comments are that of course it's only very recently that these comments have been made and uh, given that actually next season um we may well be having regional football anyway because oh, no. <laughs> we'll be in Conference South. Um, it's probably rather um, opportune that he said this, but um, my own view on it is that I prefer to see things remain as they are. I think it's exciting, but it's a national league. I like um, the fact that we play hither and mm. Um and I'm not convinced that um, just a regional league would make a great deal of sense because after all that's really what happens in the leagues below the conference mm. in any event you're always playing local sides and obviously when i used to see Woking, um, when they were working they were out the pyramid in the ryman league you, you would just be playing uh, sides around the m25 mm. um, and it's a mark of how you're improving that you're a bigger club that if you like you do what the big boys do i.e play on a national stage
0: I agree. I think it's, there's got to be an apex of the, the pyramid, doesn't there? Yeah, and,
2: there's got to be something different between mm. being in the so-called Premier League mm. than the leagues below.
0: I agree. Having come from the other direction, I mean, we, we were immediately struck by how it doesn't actually feel any different. In all honesty, you know, no. people it, people in the football league imply that you've dropped into this terrible chasm and it's all different down there, and, and it isn't at all. No. I think because no. it's a national setup, and yep. and it also makes you know it gives people something to weigh mass that yep. you get up to there, and it does feel like it's a, the Premier, it's the big league, it, yep. rather I than I just. Think,
2: a, I think I said to you last time that there is a perception when you're in the football league. Oh goodness me, we've no. now dropped into the. Conference. Oh dear, that's a disaster, that's the end of our club. But it doesn't have to be. I think if you as a club and the fans have the right attitude and spirit, it can very much be a springboard to bigger and better things. Ooh. You've only got to look at Carlisle to see what's happened to them. I know another um, opposite example is someone like Oxford <laughs> or Scarborough yeah. or Halifax, mm-hmm. uh, but, it, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the end of the road. And that's why I, one of the reasons why I'm pleased to see Wrexham doing so well because it, it it does show that you can turn things around mm. um and um you can become if you like a, a king ping in 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 a, in the big in a bigger league and that's good rather than having years and years of struggling where you're never doing anything and it's depressing that you're always in the relegation zone suddenly things turn around
0: Oh, I, I agree. We, we, I think we're all rather enjoying ourselves more than we expected, to yeah. be honest. It's, a, it's, an, it's an experience, and and I think we've, we've come into it with quite a positive attitude because the last two years were dreadful. Yes. And like you say, it, it's a change. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, and careful, how I put this in some ways. I got the impression some teams have come down from the football league with the chip on their shoulder, yeah. thinking they are big. And I don't think we have. No. Um, I was looking. I, I, I listen in quite a lot of the Mansfield podcasts. Uh, they do a, mm. one of the local papers. It's very, very good. Um, but the tone is often, we shouldn't be losing to teams like that. Yeah. And that's nonsense. So to my eyes, if you're in a conference, you're in the conference. And yeah. that, that's where you ought to be. Um, and and I, I get the impression some other teams that have come down with the same sort of attitude that automatically we're going to be big. Whereas I think Wrexham are quite humble because yeah. we've been so dreadful the last two years. Yeah. We didn't know what to expect. Yeah. And I think because of that, I think we've been quite positive about it. And yeah. it's it, it's been quite a positive experience, to be honest. So yeah. like, obviously, we want to go up. Yeah. But uh, we're enjoying ourselves. Have your ourselves.
2: gate stood up.
0: Oh, very well. Yeah, our support's tremendous. Honestly, yeah. our, our support's remarkable. I mean, last week we got what well, was against Eastbourne. Who actually, had single, you know, double figure mm. away support. Mm. We had over three thousand. Yeah, and that's one of our smaller league grounds yeah. of the season. And yeah. that was the end of. We had four home games in 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 the space of two weeks. Yeah. Um, we've got we've had crowds of over five thousand. Um, and and again, that's one thing that makes me feel positive that even if we don't go up this time. I'd love to, don't get me wrong. I'd rather miss non-league. I've had a taste of it. i really enjoyed yeah. it. But I can't say that. That's, that's wrong, isn't it? I can't, I can't <laughs> can do that. that bit. But uh, yeah, yeah. I was bleep over the whole thing. Yeah. And I blame it on you. Yeah. <laughs> no. Blame it on me. Yes.
2: Blame it on me. Who's actually impressed you the most um, out of all the teams you've seen? Um, Apart from Wrexham,
0: of course. Kidderminster mm. um, are the only team that have beaten us under saunders. And actually, mm. well, no, maybe I should... Re- I'm not sure. Kidderminster were... Kiddermint still played some really good football but mm. but by the end we should have beaten them we hit the post three times, their keeper mm. had a blind the blinders. second half we, we played them off the pitch but the mm. first half they played some super stuff mm. and they defended mm. gutsily if, if luckily sometimes mm. um, Burton won at our place but to be honest that, it, it, it feels harder to judge teams on, when they played us under Little mm. because we were, we, were, we were dreadful under Little right. um, and it was right that he went sadly he really lost the plot and yeah. Uh, Burton weren't that Burton were terribly cynical. I must be honest, I, I had this preconception of Burton being this yeah. lovely freewheeling friendly mm. team and they were remarkably mm. negative and mm. cynical yeah, yeah. and came for a nil nil and then an, yeah. our keeper handed them an early goal and they just yeah. sat on it in a really unpleasant way and we didn't have the, yeah. the ability. If, if yeah. they'd done that to us now, yeah. we'd have we'd have broken them down. Yeah. But but under little we had no idea. No. Um we haven't played Crawley, yes. Oh, um they're a good side. Yeah, yeah, they're
2: a very good side. I think again, Mr. Evans um, is someone who um, polarizes opinion, I think mm. it's fair to say. <laughs> but um, to give him his credit, he knows how to pick a player, yeah, yeah. and um, he does build attractive sides. And well, obviously we've got them over the Christmas period. Mm. Uh, we've got them on Boxing Day. Um, and I know people who've seen them and they said they are a very, very good side, and they do play football the right way. So we shall
0: see. I've been interested, because I get the impression of Crawley, it depends on if they can get the chance to play football their way, because I've seen them a couple of times on TV, mm. and they haven't impressed me at all. Mm. And yes, I read reports, you know, reading the reports mm. in the game last Saturday, where they were saying how oh, they just played just devastating football and, yep. and destroyed Kidderminster. And yep. Mind you,
2: that might have just been Steve Evans saying that. It's true, true. Uh, and they did have play a player set-off early, self early self didn't they, Kidderminster? A machine, but... Yeah. Um, we shall see yeah, uh, yeah. on Boxing Day when we play them just, you know, what they're made of.
0: Mm. And, and I must say as well, looking at the teams down the bottom that obviously you're worried about, they, 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 there's, there's a paucity of quality, I think. In, well, in, in,
2: yes, I think that you've got to say that Forrest Green will probably pull away. He's yeah, got lots yeah. of injuries. I think Jim Harvey's a very good manager. He's widely respected. So I can't really see them remaining where they are. Mm. But you've got to fear for clubs like Lewis, um, who obviously we played on Saturday, and they really were very poor. There, I I would say they are the poorest side Mm. uh, that I've seen uh, in the conference. Uh, Greys, they're also struggling. Mm. They're not great. Um, And um, I suspect clubs like Eastbourne will get probably sucked into Mm. the mix
0: as well I felt a bit sorry for them against us yeah. in, in the sense that they started quite well mm. um, but, but a big thing with Saunders is mm. fitness um, and we were scoring a heck of a lot of league goals and scoring an off, winning an awful lot of second halves. Um, and, and Saunders has made no secrets of the fact he said that he expects our players to be fitter, yeah. and he works them very hard, and he says we expect us to run through teams in the last half hour, and, and yeah. he's been true to his words.
2: Good heavens, that sounds like our old Kim Grant there. <laughs> <So laughs> we'll, we'll destroy teams in the last 15 minutes with our <laughs> superior
0: fitness. Gosh, maybe they're... <laughs> well, have they ever been seen together in the same room? <laughs>
2: Yeah, they so obviously went to the same uh, management yeah. um, session, I would think. <laughs> I think Saunders must Get have taken better bad notes, though,
0: I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's Saunders is third top international scorer for Garnet as well, if I recall, so I think they may be... <laughs> Yeah, oh,
2: there we go.
0: <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. Well, anyway, it's, it's been a pleasure talking to you again, and we'll yeah. have to see how it goes on Sunday, I yes, suppose.
2: indeed, and uh, fingers crossed,
0: yeah. fingers crossed, yeah. Absolutely. And,
2: um hope to maybe speak to you um, when we uh, play you at home. Smashing. And of course, we'll be riding high then, no doubt on the fringes of promotion. Hope so. And after all, Mr Taylor did say it's football league in three years.
0: <laughs> well, let's go up together. Yes. <laughs> so there you are. Sounds like it's going to be an interesting confrontation on Sunday. Keep looking out on iTunes or on our website UK for further updates of Dragon Talk. With that, I'll leave you, and wish you a happy Christmas. This is Dragon Talk.